0: I'm Sarah Tasker I'm Jen Carrington and this is
1: Letters from a Hopeful Creative Okay, you ready for today's question? Let's hear it! This is from Desiree and she says hi Jen and Sarah. Jen I worked with you a few years ago and I love following your work. I wanted to write in because I had a question about taking the next steps in creative businesses. I've had a successful blog for the last nine years but last year I just stopped. I've been a writer since college but because I shared with my kids on the blog and the blogging world changed so much I decided I didn't want to share personal information anymore. I had over 10k followers and it's down to 9k as of recently and I'm sure it's because I stopped posting kid fashion and focus more on being real and who I really am. My question is as a writer I'm at a crossroads to what I really want to do and have been in this limbo for the last year although I have been doing all the work like courses, tarot reading, self-help books, writing, coaches etc but nothing has come to me as far as what I should do to take the next step in trying something new. Do you have any real life tips about what to do when you are pooped out from blogging? Wow Desiree. First of all, hi, it's very nice to hear from you again. And number two, I, nine years of doing the same thing, I think being pooped out is so normal. Yeah, completely normal and really good that she's actually been able to recognise that and know that she wants to make a change. And also especially when you started out in one place and then the whole industry shifts like blogging has had such a huge shift in the last 10 years
0: absolutely and and parenting blogging in particular and attitudes to parenting blogging and kind of how people are people viewed it 10 years ago just as purely a
1: creative outlet and now it's much more kind of a business it sounds like Desiree is in such it's such a crossroads right now and I can imagine that not only is there the emotion of like what the hell do I want to do next but there's also the emotion of like feeling cripplingly lost I think I I feel like that's how I would feel I think I would hate not knowing what I wanted to do next yes definitely especially when you've kind of had a really clear direction for
0: so long to suddenly be kind of cut loose without one is a really frightening place to be
1: and it sounds like Desiree's been doing a lot of things like courses tarot reading self-help books writing coaches etc I think it's interesting how none of them have led to
0: Yeah. The answer. What I also thought was interesting about the way she described that is she says, I've been doing all the work and then lists those things, and all of those things to me are not the work. The work is the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the stuff that's around the work. But actually, those are the things we do to procrastinate doing
1: the work. I said this in an earlier episode that we recorded today, which probably went out before this one, is so often we outsource the responsibility to other people. And so we can, And for example, like tarot readings and self-help books, I know for many people, those things can be a great catalyst for their own discovery. But if we're lost, sometimes it can also feel like just going around in a circle.
0: Yeah. And it's noise, isn't it? It's kind of feeding, feeding those questions
1: and not actually giving any answers. I think the first thing to do here is to kind of, I wonder how much Desiree has unpacked why she stopped, what was no longer serving her, and kind of figuring out what she wants to do next. Because Desiree could have just stopped and walked away from it all. Yeah. But there's something keeping her here.
0: Something obviously that she still wants to share. You know, she's a writer, so she obviously wants to use that. But she could, again, she could have said, actually, what I want to do is just write copy anonymously for a company. Yeah, yeah. Or there's something about her that wants to keep sharing her voice under her own name i think
1: and i think it's interesting how she says she's pooped out from blogging and i think there's i think i wonder if there's a place to redefine what that is for her now what blogging is yeah because i'm i'm projecting here from my imagination but like if you started off somewhere a decade ago and saw the rapid changes and probably lost your footing in it all and now you're like oh but there's something still kind of keeping you here Maybe your brain needs to catch up with the Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. And with where, where the situation is now, because it's actually a completely different thing in some respects, blogging now versus blogging 10 years ago. The community is different, the expectations are different, but it gets to be whatever you want it to be. Like, there are no rules. That's the whole point of it being a blog, not a magazine
1: or not a news site or anything else. It's whatever you want it to be. I think the, I feel like the bigger question here is like what to do when you no longer want to do what you have been doing, but you don't know what to
0: do. Yeah. So one of the things I thought was really interesting is she talked about losing followers. I'm assuming these are Instagram followers because she said 10K. As soon as anyone puts a K on things, I think this is Instagram. Um, And I would say actually having lost, drop down a K in Instagram terms at the moment is probably quite normal. Whether you've pivoted or not, I would say a lot of people are seeing a shift. Instagram are deleting a load of accounts. People are getting to a point of content fatigue where they're following fewer people. You quite often see people go through and have a real cull of everyone they're following. So it may well be that she's pivoted and that might be contributing and that's fine. But it may also just be the natural evolution of Instagram at the moment that nobody's growing as quickly so we're able to see those drops a bit more clearly. Is that happening quite across the board? It is. And I just think that's worth mentioning because it's easy to take something like that as a sign you're going in the wrong direction. So it's easy to for someone in Desiree's position to say, oh, well, now I'm not talking about kids' fashion anymore and I'm talking about myself, no one really wants to hear from me. And then make that mean I'm doing the wrong thing. Mm. It may well be that actually what you're doing is the path you're meant to be on, you've already found it. But that's enough, because it's so new and so different to what you've been doing before that losing something like a 1000 followers can feel like an an omen or a sign or like feedback that you need to pay attention to and it may
1: well not be and what if you lost a thousand followers but then what you were left with was the potential for something bigger than you even had absolutely
0: yeah and and i'm sure she knows this because she kind of acknowledges it but it's one thing to know it intellectually it's another thing i think to know it emotionally and maybe we're also talking to a wider audience here of other people who Of course, there's times when we pivot and we go in different directions. And yes, you will lose people either because it's not for them anymore. Like how many people have had a baby and suddenly lost followers because there's a whole subset of Instagram who's just not interested in kid content. And that's fine. Um, And likewise, in this position, like she's doing less about kids and she's losing the followers who were just there for that. And that is all fine. That's the natural ebb and flow of it. But we can't base any decisions on our audience. And I think that's a broader thing a broader rule for business is that never base what you're building on how it's received by your audience. Mm -hmm. Because an audience, you can always find a different audience. You can always shape things, shape your audience to fit the business you're building. But if you follow what your audience wants all the time, you'll end up building the business they want you to have, not the business you want to have.
1: Oh my God, I feel that's so, so true. And, And how much, all I could think as you were saying that was like, how much courage you have to cultivate to do that. Yes. Because how much do we allow the numbers to make decisions for us?
0: Again and again. And there are so many people who I talk to who have, they hit on one thing on Instagram that did really well, maybe it involved their kid. So you keep repeating that formula because why wouldn't you? Like you gained hundreds of followers and you got the most likes you ever had. So you're going to do it again and again and again. And to an extent, that's a great strategy. Except once you're doing that to the sacrifice of everything else... Then you've pigeonholed yourself, which we've talked about in a previous episode. That's all you're known for. And every time you post anything else, it can't compete. And the truth is your real numbers for the core of your business are what you get when you post anything. Like if you can't post it and get those numbers, they're not your true numbers. Those are like the inflated
1: numbers that you get if you pander to your audience. Oh my God, that's such an interesting, like that is such a helpful perspective on it. To like say that again, because I think that's going to be really (laughs) helpful for people. So...
0: If you if you can only reach that number by pandering to your audience and doing a post that you know they'll absolutely want and it'll be viral and it'll hit explore, those are not the true numbers for your account. The true numbers for your account are what you will get if you post a nice picture that you've taken that hits the core messages for your audience and that isn't trying to be everything to everybody
1: that the general message of that I feel like is so applicable to so many areas of business yes do you know what I mean
0: and we can fool ourselves like you can chase those big numbers and fool yourself into feeling like you have something but you're always gonna know they only want me for this one thing and that eats away at you
1: completely oh I'm really feeling for Desiree as I maybe because I know her and like we've been in the past but I'm really feeling for her and something that comes into my mind is something I've explored with some of my clients in the past is the idea of don't let what you've built like hold you back from becoming what you're meant to become and what I mean by this is sometimes we build something and we go down a certain path and we start to feel like that's the box we have to exist in but what if you never did what you did now what if what do you truly want because if you have to build it from what you've built you're actually closing yourself off from seeing all the possibilities
0: yeah like
1: what do you want like what do you want to create what's inspiring you what do you want this, your work to be Pull the bigger, make the question bigger. And maybe it is some form of blogging, but maybe it's something you've not even allowed yourself to think of yet because you think it has to be kind of carried on from what you've already built.
0: Yeah, we're all kind of victims of that, aren't we? We bring our whole history to the table Mm -hmm. every time we sit down to work. And it's really hard to shake off. And I think that's when sometimes an outside perspective is really valuable because it's
1: someone who just sees
0: you as you are right now, as a snapshot of your life today.
1: Yeah, I think I'm wondering for Desiree, like, is the biggest task here is to get to the heart of what she truly wants she's a writer that's the home for her so it sounds like she's exploring as a writer what does she do next is she gonna blog is she gonna write in different ways and I guess I'm wondering if I was sat across from her right now I would say what do you want and usually what happens if you're sat across from someone it all pours out and it feels like a mess and then you can piece it together and yeah you can can do that for yourself ask yourself what do you want and do one of two things if you're if you process things by hand write it down if you process it out loud put the voice recorder on your phone and just speak out loud what you want and it's gonna feel like a mess but there are some answers within there and sometimes listening to it a little while later can be really useful because you hear it with fresh ears and you can coach yourself here ask follow ask open-ended follow-up questions so say for example you say okay i want a space to share who i am without feeling the pressure to like without feeling like I'm like for Desiree said that she didn't like sharing such personal contents maybe like I want to share who I am without feeling like I'm not honoring my own boundaries and then the next question I is okay what could that look like for you what would be really just keep asking yourself questions that are open-ended so you and if you say something in terms of oh I really don't want to if you say a blanket statement don't accept that unpick why that blanket statement is so for example if Desiree says I could never blog again why at least understand why, yeah. and just keep on picking it and unpicking it because the answers are within you. It's just that we so often live in the surface level of our thoughts.
0: Yeah, and we we accept our thoughts as
1: truths when actually they're just feelings and ideas. Because the truth is, I mean, a writer you can do whatever the hell you want, and you've shed all this. You know, the big question you've asked is like, what to do when you're pooped out from blogging? What do you do when you don't know what you want to do next? If you don't know what you want to do next, then you don't want to do anything next.
0: Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah.
1: I feel like most of us want to do something next because we're humans who evolve and who grow. If you actually don't know what you want to do next, then the challenge is the messy uncomfortableness of exploring and experimenting. Because you've, sounds like to me, you've been doing a lot of exploration here, but it's not giving yeah. you any answers. So maybe do we need to try a different tact?
0: Yeah, either the answer's there and she's ignoring it. Maybe it's not the answer she wants. And the, you and I both know as well, there are definitely just seasons in our life and in our business where... What you need next is rest time or time to soak in inspiration instead of to be creating. Sometimes it's not our time to be making stuff. And I've certainly felt this way. Like in the last two months, I've had more ideas for blog posts than I've had in the last two years. Wow. Because something's shifted, something in my life has shifted, something in what I want to share. So now I'm coming back around to, okay, I want to write for my blog again. But I know if I'd been forcing myself to write two posts a week all through that time, I could have done it. I wouldn't have enjoyed it. I wouldn't have got anything out of it.
1: But I think that's so interesting, is this helps from the flip side. I have a tiny seed within me that wants to start writing personal content again, but I don't know what that is yet. Yeah. And so I'm at the season maybe where you were maybe six months ago, where you just have to trust that you can't force it, that you have to let it unfold. And I guess we share this with the different levels of, because I've had seasons where I'm like, I'm never fucking writing for my blog. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. And I've had the seasons where I don't have enough time in the day to write as much as I want to write. And so I think, I don't know, for for Desiree, I'm like, I I don't think there's like a clear cut action to do here. No. But I guess there's the level of you can figure out what you want to do next. I guess I'm curious. I wish she was here because I want to ask her, yeah. how are you feeling right now? Right now, are you feeling curious and excited or are you feeling burnt out and kind of frustrated by it all? I mean, all? she says she's pooped. So if we take that at face value, let's assume you're burnt out and exhausted by it all. Maybe what you need is to take a step back and just give yourself time to heal and process from and that. she's just had another child, I believe. Yeah, we Peaceful all... beautiful baby yeah, that we've been <laughs> swooning over.
0: So, you know, you... You've not been sat around doing nothing. Let's be real here. You've got, uh, you're raising your family. It sounds like you've still been doing all this work around courses and trying to understand what you want to do next. The analogy that really helps me, because I do resist this a lot, this period of like rest or, Mm -hmm. but I think about nature and I think about like a tree. A tree cannot have leaves and flowers Mm. on all year round. The whole period, all of it is just as essential. That period of rest over the winter, like compost when things fall down, and that nourishes the plant so that it can grow again the following spring. And I know it can sound a bit fluffy, but that's how the world works. Like everything has a cycle, everything has a season, and you have to give yourself permission. And if you've been in this season of kind of rest time, but you've been fighting it, and forcing yourself to work through it, you know, you've been doing the
1: work, then you've probably still not had it. And I imagine that you're so in it right now that you can't actually see the woods for the trees. Yeah. Like, you're just, you're just too in it. Like, and maybe there's a level of needing to take a step back. You kind of build up your reserves again, and then get to the right questions that help you get to the right answers. I truly believe when we know what we really want to do, we do it. We just do it. So this is total tangent, but I'm going somewhere. I was always really curious as a teenager when I had friends who really wanted boyfriends. They didn't fancy any particular person. Just like the idea of having a boyfriend. They just wanted a boy, And I just, I always felt like a weirdo because I was like, no, I'm, if, unless, if I met someone I liked. And I'm always curious about people who really want a business, but don't have an idea for a business. And so I guess the curiosity here for Desiree is, what are you wanting right now? Because if you don't know yeah. the thing you want, why do you want something in the first place? Is it that you need an outlet for your creativity? Is it that you need, that you need a financial income stream? Is it that you need something that feels purposeful to you outside of you know your life? Like What are you searching for here? And there's no wrong answers no. to that.
0: Any one of those is good. Anything that it, it gives you is absolutely fine. It's,
1: it's a strategy for kind of growing and, and making life fun. But if we don't know what we're searching for, we can end up doing something for no good reason. Totally. So I'm curious what she's searching for and then I'm curious where the resistance is coming for her right now to get to the answer. Is it that she is so burnt out that she can't see it right now and she just needs a break? Is it that she's been burned and her confidence has been knocked? Is it that she has lost the belief that her voice matters mm-hmm. in the way she wants to share it? Figuring that, and as you can hear that, this is so funny, we always think the solution is more courses, is more kind of advice, but really the solution is always going deeper into yourself. Yeah. And it's so uncomfortable. And that's why
0: we would rather spend money and work through a pro- work through a program than sit and actually ask ourselves those really hard questions.
1: Because what happens when you ask yourself the hard question is I see this all the time as a coach. The answer doesn't come up straight away all the no. time. You ask the hard question, we lie to ourselves at first, we beat around the bush and then we keep going deeper and deeper and it's really uncomfortable. And my clients hate me when I do this to them. <laughs> and then you percolate and you sit with it and if you could have the courage to get to the most truth within you that's when the magic happens
0: and it's perfectly normal i would say to resist that like self-doubt is the thing self-doubt's going no don't look at this this big dream here put that away it's dangerous let's just take another course that'll that'll fix it and everybody feels that way and don't beat yourself up for feeling that way because it's perfectly normal But like the best time to take a course is when you know what direction you're heading in and you've identified something that's going to help you get there, I would say. And if you're in a position like Desiree where you don't know where you want to go, then finding how to build the path in that direction
1: is not going to help you at all. It might help if you ask yourself, what do I know what I want? So figuring out, okay, I don't have all the answers, but what do I know? So for example, maybe you're like, okay, I know it's rooting writing. Maybe you know how it wants to fit into your life. You're a mother of four. I imagine there's some boundaries there in terms of time and energy. Maybe you do know what you don't want. Maybe you're like, okay, I don't want to blog about children anymore. Or maybe I don't want to blog about fashion anymore. I don't want to do this. I don't. Sometimes what you don't want gives you some answers. And maybe what do you know? What does that leave you with? And how can you go deeper into that? yeah. For me, whenever I
0: feel like I don't know the next step, instead of trying to find an answer, instead of being like, what is it? What is it? I've got to pin it down. I take that as an opportunity and a reminder to just play. And exactly the same. Like, you've got to have that fun. You've got to have that experimentation. So maybe a project, but it's got to be a personal project. It's just for you. It's just for fun. It's just for the love of it. And maybe it's a skill you want to learn, or maybe you're just going to try out a load of different things every day, every day day for a year you're gonna you know create create something yeah and maybe it's something that never sees the light of the internet something that you keep in your spare bedroom or maybe it's a new instagram account with no expectations on it where you're just posting what you want to do but just have fun and a project is really good because it gives you momentum which i think is something that we can struggle for when we've not got a clear path or a clear direction it can feel especially as women especially as mothers It can feel really indulgent to make regular time Mm. for our creativity, especially if it's just for play. Whereas if you're writing for a purpose, if you're like, well, I've got 10K blog readers, they need me to write. That's very different to nobody cares whether I post this today or not. making it a project gives you a little bit of accountability to yourself
1: and i think it reclaims something for yourself yes it reclaims your creativity as yours yes which i think is an epidemic that a lot of us are in right now that we have monetized our creativity and we've made our creativity purposeful and i found it really healing to reclaim it for me in in ways that are nothing to do with my business nothing to do with your audience or the instagram algorithm or anything else just because a hundred years ago people weren't creating to share it on instagram no do you know what i mean instagram is a beautiful place but i think i am I'm really curious about Desiree saying that nothing's come to her so far as to what she should do next, and that tells me that you can't force it.
0: Yeah, you can't. You can't force growth if you're not ready. If you're not ready for the next thing, or the thing's not ready for you, nothing. No amount of pushing, pulling, courses thinking is
1: going to bring it forward and it's possible that she just needs to ask herself some different questions and look at it from a different angle but it's also possible that it's a season of discomfort of not knowing what you want to do next because to do anything in this creative business world you have to want it enough yeah and so if you're pulling something out of a hat just to have something to do you'll only want it for a short period of time until you just like no
0: yeah absolutely it's kind of that short-term fix isn't it we talked about that in the episode about niches where yes you can find something that will fulfill some of these needs right now if you need to financially or you know you just feel you need to but don't expect it to be the long-term answer
1: because it's a plaster over the yeah. real real sli- and when, when I don't know what I want to do next and I know that we have me and you have something Desiree doesn't is that it sounds like Desiree's kind of starting from scratch whereas me and you when we don't know what to do next it's within the framework of the thing we've already yeah. built I ha- have to just trust that I'll figure it out and I can only figure it out by living in the very present of my life right now yes do you know? And I, and I kind of, I know something that's been making me feel really peaceful at the moment is the reminder that my best work is decades ahead of me. That is such a lovely thought, isn't it? It's a hard thought to come to, actually. But it feels amazing to me. Like, I, when I think of, like, my favourite writers, for example, like, Cheryl Strayed's, what, 50? Yeah. Like, I, and she didn't write Wild until she was, what, 40? Yeah. Like she, Like, I just like to remind myself your best work is decades ahead of you and that's the way it should be.
0: And all parts of this journey in between go into that like the rest periods the fallow periods are just as important as the active creative periods and I think everyone can see that in reflection whenever you look back on those times in your life you see the point of them but we're really impatient we're in a fast paced digital world where everyone seems to be constantly productive so it can feel like failing when it's actually just
1: honoring what you need yeah I'm just so curious for Desiree What do you want? What are you searching for? What are you aching for? What role does writing and your work play in your life? What do you need from it? These are not questions that are going to lead to a concrete answer. These are questions that are going to help you listen to yourself. You say you're pooped out from blogging. You have the freedom to walk away from it if you want to. You've built this Instagram audience. What do you want to do with it next? What's your dream? Like five years from now, where would you love to be? I wonder, and this is one of those things where occasionally when I hear someone's
0: problem, I'm just like, if I was in that position, what would I do? And I come up with a really specific (laughs) answer. So Desiree, feel free to completely disregard this because it's poor coaching etiquette. But I wonder if there's people within that network of people you've already built up, because that's the asset you've got Mm. that you can carry forwards, right? It's some of that audience. It's probably not all the readers or Mm. all the followers, but it's the people you've Mm. met and the connections you've made is there room for a project that you could share with some of those people? Whether that would be like a site where you were all writing something for a Mm. while or a joint Instagram account where you're all sharing something. In the earlier days of Instagram, in the earlier days of blogging, we saw so much more of that like collaborative team. It was interesting. It was fun. It was dynamic. It wasn't serious and it wasn't any one person's responsibility. And sometimes I think bringing in other people helps when we're really stuck because it gives all those different perspectives and it just gets things moving
1: that's a really I wouldn't even have thought of that that's a really interesting perspective and I think I'm I'm curious for Desiree let's see where that idea sparks for you exactly it might not but no but it's however she feels will tell her something if she goes no then that tells us that if she goes no I don't want that then that tells us that she wants to really carve something out just for herself yeah and if she goes that sounds interesting then that might tell us that she's craving more connection and collaboration yeah there's there's by asking yourself open-ended questions there's nothing but answers in that for you and so often we open we ask ourselves closed-ended questions it's so true and I just think if I could give so many people anything it would just be ask yourself better questions we ask ourselves such unhelpful questions like for example this is totally not related to this but one that i see all the time is why am i not successful yet <laughs> and it's such a painful question so i should oh why is my business why have i not got my first client yet or why have i not sold this out yet and i say why don't you ask yourself what can i do to help myself yeah. work towards my goals ask better questions because your mind body and soul need you to ask better questions it's
0: kind of about keeping that curiosity at the heart of it all isn't it because as soon as you switch curiosity for blame or curiosity for like just Mm self-flagellation the questions become you close up in response and it all becomes a lot less productive but if you can just stay curious and be like I wonder why I'm feeling like this and I wonder what it is about writing about my kids that feels uncomfortable and I wonder what would happen if I did this next whenever you approach it from curiosity and I know I'm not the first person to say this but like things are looser things are more free fear seems to disappear Mm -hmm. because you find the stuff that you're actually want to know the answers
1: to I I, sometimes when I feel a bit when I'm just in it and I'm feeling a bit lost a question that I find helpful sounds a bit weird (laughs) but imagining you were being interviewed on a podcast or for an article or something what are five questions you would love the interviewer to ask you oh nice that tells you what your work is truly about for you and I did this exercise maybe about a year ago and the five questions was I was like there was a few of them I was like no one would think to ask me that and so sometimes if you figure out what it is that you want to be talking about, that kind of tells you where your where your heart is right now with your work. And sometimes it's not as linear as, oh, I want someone to ask me about, I don't know, if you, maybe you're a vegan, my vegan diet. Yeah. But there's something in there where it's like, oh, I want my work to represent more of my beliefs in the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not a vegan, by the way. Sorry for just, yeah. just an example.
0: No, but that that is so true. Like, if you're like, no one ever asks me about, like, my motivations, then you know that actually that's the thing that's driving you and
1: that's the thing you want to put out into the world and I'm really curious to Desiree if on the question is something about parenting because I feel like she wrote about kids and motherhood and it's something she's pulled away from now and if enough if there's a desire for you there still to share something of that but in a different way than you did do I'm curious because sometimes a block for us can sometimes be that we don't want to accept this and Desiree this could be completely wrong but sometimes it's that is there still a desire for her there to do something in that realm, but she was uncomfortable with the way, how much privacy, yeah. the lack of privacy?
0: Well, and I, f- I almost felt like there's something in the way she described it to me. I decided I didn't want to share such personal information anymore The blog because the blogging world changed so much. It doesn't feel like a choice that she found for herself. It feels like a choice that was almost forced on her. Mm. By which I mean like the blogging world changed and all of a sudden she no longer felt safe sharing what she was sharing, or it's not come from a place where she was like, oh, I was bored of talking about that, or I was done with that, and I had nothing left to say. It was more like circumstance meant it no longer felt like it was the right thing to do. And whenever we've kind of got someone else imposing a limit on what we do and what we create, then it does create... Block? A block, a literal block in this case, where she just can't can't keep writing. So I would gently challenge first of all that idea with herself that it's whatever it's not safe to share that much personal information Mm. like where has she got that idea from is it based in rational fact or is it based in opinions Mm. and fear because there is a lot of that online people will people get very very militant about what's appropriate to share of of children Mm. online and a lot of it isn't based like it's not born out in any research or statistics so go and do your own research and form your own opinions Mm. and then secondly like what does feel comfortable to share and if she does still want to talk about parenting is there a way that she can find a way back to doing what she wants to do that still feels like it's meeting that new demand that she thinks that the changing face of blogging is put on it
1: I think that's great advice I think it's really her coming back to what is this work about for you yeah and are you scared of that answer is that why you can't get to it or because usually it's fear. it's either fear of the and fear of the thing we want to do or fear if it doesn't work out or fear of being judged fear of being seen fear of the. sometimes it's fear of the hard work I don't mean that in a way to berate you I mean like we're humans we don't want to be burnt into the ground yeah your brain quite rightly will go "Mm, let's not bother with that yeah but I think the only way forward here for Desiree is to ultimately figure out what she wants to do yeah and then she's going to be listening like yeah guys that's why I'm asking (laughs) but I wonder if it's just that you've the things you've been doing so far haven't been helping you get there because the only person who has the answers is you
0: yeah I think she needs to unpick why she stopped what's really behind the reasoning for her stopping because I don't think we've got enough information in this letter to really understand it and I think um, removing that block and giving herself time to explore new creative avenues the combination of those two will give her a really obvious answer because it's already within her like she doesn't have to look anywhere else to find it she just has to give her
1: brain time to let it show yeah and I have a feeling that you probably already have some options so one exercise that I got one of my clients to do recently is she wanted to pivot her blog into her business mm. and she had lots of different ways that she thought she could monetize it, and she felt like she was sure on some but she wasn't figured out so what I got her to do was to make a spreadsheet and write down all the different ways she thinks she could monetize it and the pros and cons of each and what it would look like and kind of a, and it was really interesting as she unpicked it all the things she thought she wanted to do she was like no and the things she told me that she did not want to do is the thing she's doing now because she realized by getting it down and being more specific about it she realized no that's what I want to do I was just afraid yeah and so I'm curious for Desiree if she can just get down on paper all the you said you found out a crossroads okay what are the different cross what are the different roads? and
0: you don't even need to be as detailed as pro con like sometimes I will literally just write my options and give each one a score yeah, for like yeah. how much I want to do it like yeah. out of 10 that one's a seven. Ugh, that one's a three and it's, it's so obvious. Like we're talking about five options. Sometimes you, know, you, you think you should know. You, you look at the list and you're like, oh yeah, that one's a seven
1: and everything else is below five. Clearly that's the one I yeah, want to yeah. do. Could I imagine myself doing this every week for a long time? Could I imagine myself, like, would I get out of bed in the morning and be excited to do that? But also the last thing I would kind of say on this is it doesn't have to be for a long time no, right now. No, no. Yeah. You, you, are allowed to take this in small baby
0: steps. Yeah. You can, you're allowed to choose one thing do it for two weeks and go, fuck no. Change
1: my mind. Yeah, 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 you're (laughs) allowed. And that's
0: part of the process. And if you didn't do those two weeks, you wouldn't have realized that. So it's about giving yourself permission to be flexible. And and it's hard in this world where everyone seems to know exactly who they are and exactly what they're here for, especially on Instagram. Like it feels like you've got to pick pick a lane and stay in it. But the greatest gift you can ever give yourself, I think, as a creative is freedom and flexibility to just keep on blooming. Because that's what got you here in the first place. When you started out, you didn't start out with a list of things that you thought it had to do and had to be. And you've got to get back to that headspace
1: to start again. Especially after a 10-year journey. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a lot. That's a decade of your life. You're a different person now. Especially having had kids in that time as well. Like, you
0: will have changed such a lot. And you will have so much wisdom to share. It's just choosing... What parts of
1: that and in what way? What I believe, though, is the fact that she's wrote this letter and she's searching tells me that there is something on the other side of this for her. Yes, you're right. I mean, I believe that all of us is always on the something on the other side for all of us, but I really feel it here. And I just I just wonder if it's taking a step back to then take a step forward for her.
0: So will you write again when you figure yes. some more of this
1: out because we would love to have some updates please let us know and just good luck i really hope you know it's a we're recording this on the second day of the brand new year i don't know when it's going to go live but it will it's such a nice time to kind of see what's going to bloom in the new year to come yeah
0: and keeping in mind we're still if you're in the northern hemisphere we're in the dead of winter so yeah, yeah. give yourself permission you know springs around the corner and that's when things sometimes come back to life so it's okay if This is your quiet
1: time where you're just blooming underground. Because, I mean, as someone who's consumed your work over the years, I know how special it is. So just good luck and trust yourself. I think you, the only person's going to know what's next to do is you. So trust yourself. Completely. If anyone listening has other advice or extra things to
0: add for Desiree, we would love to hear from you. Our hashtag is Dear Hopeful Creative. We're on Instagram and Twitter and we will be checking in with you all. And I'm sure Desiree will as well because this is the kind of topic where just hearing from other people's experiences and hearing how other people got past it can be so valuable can. Okay. we will speak to you next monday you can join us at letters from a and on social media so on instagram i'm at me and Orla. and you'll find me at jen carrington underscore we're going to be sharing new episodes every monday so if you've liked what you've heard so far hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show
1: yeah and we can't wait to connect with you soon